0: Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Nice to see you. Okay. Again, yeah, I'm sorry I don't have papers, but computers. Go figure. Okay. Um, the e- Eila told us Nayach. We we're we've been learning for a while this uh, this sugya called the the waters of Nayach, because the the context of the Mabul, the background, the setting, the birth of Nayach, etc., has been of the subject of the last sections of Parshas Barashas. But now we're up to the beginning of Parshas Noyach. We should really have made a very, very large party um, for the last Pusuk of Parshas Barashas, which we did, and it's never too late. Maybe we should plant a vineyard or something. <laughs> um, but the, 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 um, the, uh, the beginning of Parshas Noyach is what we're going to move on to today. Which is uh, the, the beginning of the proposal of the solution to the problem. The, the actualization on some level of Zeyinach of Nayach bringing that comfort to the world. But of course, we're going to read, learn here about the trauma, about the difficulty. And the Parsha begins Eila Teodos Nayach. Next these three words out of place? What do you mean? In other words, I would have thought you would say Nok was a righteous person. He was Perfect at that, and then, and then, we, pu- and then we mentioned his sons. So we say these are the offspring. Okay. So we'll see. That's that's a, it's a good question, and it's a question which is going to be dealt with right out of the box by Rashi, and others, in uh, in trying to figure out the you know what this Pusuk means. It starts with Eila Toldes Nayach, and uh, there's a medrash, which is found both in Parshas Na'ach. And in yesterday's parsha for just for fun, for good measure. Right, Eyla told us Nah, the in Parsha Snach, paragraph Gimel, Amar Amarabiavob Shenemar, Ela Posalis Wherever it says Ayla, it is starting fresh and disqualifying that which came before. Now let's look at these. Forget about what was before. Ve'ela Maysifel Hari When it says Ve and these, it is coming to add to that which came previously. And Exhibit A is Eilateld Esnayach. Posal It disqualifies the Rishonim Dar the whole generation of the Flood is disqualified. In other words, Eilateld Esnayach, this is, this is going to be basically, we're going to end up here with a new beginning, a new world, second edition, the mm-hmm. world which comes from Nayach, which is coming as a rejection of all those who were Noah's contemporaries who had to be destroyed. The Medrash says in paragraph B's in last week's parsha, Parashas Mishpatim, which starts Ve'ela, HaMishpatim Asher tasim Lepnei'em. It says the Medrash, Ve'ela, Ve'ela, Wherever it says Ve'ela, it is adding to that which came previously. And wherever it says Eila, it's coming to disqualify those that came previously. It says it here in the reverse of the way it says in Parshas Neach, logically, because in Parshas Neach it's an example of Eila, and Parshas Mishpatim is an example of Ve-Eila. And the, 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 um, uh, the, the difficulty, the Medvesh over here, Medvesh in Parshas Mishpatim goes through much uh, greater detail, of uh, because uh, you know different instances of it. For example, "Ela told us Hashemayim Now that we had earlier in Parashas Breishis, what is that disqualifying? It's just the beginning, so it refers to other creations that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wasn't happy with and had to destroy. "Ela told us And here it's also a little bit more elaborate, and when it says that, when it says "Ela told it was not only just Disqualifying Darhamabul, his contemporaries, but also Dar Enosh that came before Canaan and right the difference. Canaan was one of the Toldos Kayin, and uh, and um, and uh, so it is um, it is disqualifying disqualifying all of them. And the matter goes again goes on in in Parshas in Parshas Mishpatim, to speak about many difference many of the different things also has an extensive discussion which is worthwhile and which we've cited before we're not going to go so into that so good here but this Medrish in parshas Mishpatim speaks about ela and wherever it says ela it spells it incomplete because it's not yet we're not dealing yet with the completion of the world we're not we're not going to talk about that so much right uh, right right now right today but Eilatolos is always being used. It's found many, many times in Sefer Breishis, one time in Sefer Shemais, and, uh, and, uh, and then you have Eilatolos Peretz and Migilas Rus, um, which is sort of like a signal for a significant staging. And that's clear that that's what's happening over here. The world before is going to be destroyed, and now we're going to look at a creation of a new world, which comes from Noyach. From Nayach from the righteous man Nayach. From the righteous man Nayach. I want to add, before we start really, really looking at the Posek, I want to look at one more Midrashic comment. And there's a whole school of Midrashic comment about this, and that is Eila Nayach Ishtzadik. Now, what you have there is you have Nayach twice, one time after another you could say nayach, nayach, right? And of course, if you're learning it in translation, you would say nayach, 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 nayach. And as uh, somebody once told me that in, in, in which is now TI, they used to translate into English and Yiddish. So when they learned this pasuk, they said These are told this the kinder, the offspring, the offspring Noyach, 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 noyach. Um, but uh, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the it says here twice, it says here twice the name of noyach, says the Midrash. Amar of Abba a person whose name is doubled has a place in this world and in the world to come. And in the world to come. And the, the idea... Being, the idea being that um, uh, that uh, that when you have that double expression, we had it many times, like Avram Avram, Yaakov Yaakov, Moshe Moshe, right, their name is repeated. Now the difference over here, of course, by Noach, is that it is not a call where his name is being repeated; it just we find it twice, once next to the other within the pasuk. But it's understood that he has something of something in this world and in the world to come. In the next paragraph of the Medved, it says, Nayach is peace, peace for him, peace for the world, peace for the fathers, peace for the sons, peace for those above, peace for those below, peace in this world, peace in the world to come. Nayach, Nayach. So that medrash is not just speaking about the doubling of the word, but it's speaking of the doubling of that particular word and the peace which Noyach brought to the world as a whole. But then this medrash, and again a number of medrashim, point to this parallel with the others and speak about how they have a sort of like a dual role and this doubling is not just a term of khiba, of love, to say the name twice, but there's a, a double accomplishment. And you know, I would I would just say that, you know, and here we have the author of one, right? The the uh, uh the right the the, the the um the presentation here in the beginning of our Noyach, which is about this second version of creation, in a sense has to mirror that second version of creation. We'll see a lot about how the world was being brought back to the beginning and recreated in the time of Noyach. The idea that nayach is not just a presence in this world, but mm-hmm. in the next, not just in the oritz, but also in the shomayim, right? To somehow solve the separation between heaven and earth, in a negative sense, which is part of the challenge of life and existence, nayach nayach. You have to always see the, the uh, the the doubling of it. There's a, there's a, right there's a body and a soul and a temporal life and an eternal life and right, the, the 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 dualities are constant and addressing the dualities and resolving the dualities become part of the task of life nayach nayach is is therefore in that sense loaded in that sense loaded and 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 this is noted by many by many madrasah Hazel in that direction but now let's go okay with those few words of introduction let's go to the to the substance of the pasuk itself which is, which poses an obvious problem as, uh, as was raised previously by Stanley. Nayach. These are the Tehldeis mm-hmm. of Nayach. What are Tehldeis? Tehldeis usually mean offspring, children. You'll find many times in the Torah where it speaks about Tehldeis. And the Tehldeis are a, a list. A list of this one and that one. All the names of their children and grandchildren. And here, what happens is, it says, "Ela toldis <laughs> Nayach. Na'ach was a tzaddik. He was tamim. He was perfect in his generation. "Esro walked with God. So that, and then in the next pasuk, it says, "Va'yela Na'ach leshabanim." And Na'ach <laughs> gave birth to three sons: Esheim, Escham, Esyafes. Va'yela, of course, is the same root as toldais. "Toldis" are is the noun. The "toldis" the offspring. "Va'yela" is and he produced toldais. He gave birth to brought into the world. He fathered three sons, Shem, Chum, and Yefes. So the problem which we have to deal with, which Rashi raises immediately, and all the Rishonim raise immediately, is Mm -hmm. that we go from, these are the offspring, and we don't right away cut to the chase and say, Shem, Chum, and Yefes. Instead we stop and we speak about how righteous Neach was and then we say, Neach gave birth to three sons. So how do you deal with that? Basic problem in the reading of the text and there are two ways that you can deal with this problem one way of dealing with the problem is by saying talos doesn't mean offspring and the other way to deal with the problem is, is to say that talos does mean offspring but we got immediately distracted i don't mean in a negative way distracted of course in the Torah, it's deliberate but once we before we get to answering the question or resol- or giving the the filling out what indeed were talos nayakh there's something else we have to interject. Right? And those are the two approaches of Rashi. Right? Either you're reading the Pesach incorrectly, and told doesn't mean offspring, or let's interject something here, and then we would have to understand why there would be room for such an interjection in this place at this time. So let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Since it mentions his name, it decides to praise him as it says in Proverbs, zecher When the tzaddik is recalled, lebracha for a blessing. Blessing comes in. Blessing follows. Blessing has to be mentioned. So, the snack will be answered in the next pasuk, or will be explained in the next pasuk. The offspring are shamecham and yefes. However, we get into this tangent because you mentioned the tzaddik. You mentioned the tzaddik. You have to bless it. Everybody knows the expression Zecher Tzadik Livracha. But what's the acronym for Zecher tzaddik Livracha? Is that so? You use that always with dead people. Nayak was alive. Was he alive when the Torah was written? The Torah is being written here sort of like as a, a real-time narrative. This is what's going on. So we'd have to understand what does it mean? Nobody would dare to use the term Zatzal about a living person. You'd consider it like a curse, almost. right To say about someone who's alive Zatzal, terrible. How could you do such a thing? Why? Mention a Tzadik. Bless him. Mention it for blessing. Speak positively in the context of mentioning him. Why, does it, why is it reserved for the dead? Well, Zecher is, is remembering, and until as long as the person's alive, you don't know. Like, okay, good, good. It. Good, excellent. So I want to learn with you here what the Maral writes in his commentary on this Rashi in the Gur Aryeh, where he explains the concept, the application here of Zecher Tzarek and it's a very beautiful little piece from the Maral of Prague. Vim Toimar, asks the Maral. I don't get it. Halekama Pamim Hiskir Avram, the Yaakov Lehiskir Shvacham, mentions other tzaddikim, and it doesn't say, oh, once I mention his name, let me tell you something nice about him. Why does it do it here? The Esh Litarites. This is my One can explain. We only sing the praises when he's mentioned in the context of the wicked. Because the Rishoim, the wicked, cause that Hashem hides his presence from the world, hides his face from the world. Therefore, that's why the tzadik has to be brought up, has to be raised. Says the there is one place where we find this phenomenon by Avram. What's that? In the beginning, towards the beginning of Parsha's Vayera when Avram Avinu is seeing off the angels who came to visit him. And their next stop, as you know, is the destruction of Sodom. So as they're standing there, the pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch, says, Ani Avram, Ani MeAvram, Am I going to hide from Avram that which I'm about to do? Avram is going to be into a great and mighty nation, and through him will be blessed all of the nations of the earth. Says Rashi, Medrash Agada, Zechar Livrocha, Kiray berchai We mention the tzadik; you bench him. Since he's mentioned, he has to be blessed, right? It says Rashi. He says the Pashupshat, of course, is that Hakadosh Baruch is explaining why he has to tell him, why he has to tell him. I'm going to hide from Avram, and Avram is so great. That's the simple pshah. There it's not really a problem that the pusuk poses. But it cites Rashi that the activation of Zecher Tzadik Livrocha was here. says the Maral. Why? Because just like here in the case of Noyach, we were talking about this terrible degenerate generation. And that really would have Hashem to some degree out of the picture. Zecher Tzaddik is to stir something up from a void where our Kurdish Baruch is absent, where our Baruch is disconnected. And that's where the Tzaddik is brought up and mentioned and reminded, and we, we speak about his qualities. And the same thing's true over there by Avram, because the context is that we're talking about the destruction of Sadaim, we're talking about looking out on Sodom, and it's a context of terrible evil. So in that context, we stir up Zecher tzaddik. we stir up the remembrance of the tzaddik. Continues the Ma'arau. The term Zechira applies after forgetting, after being hidden, then it will be for a bracha. When the wicked people get rid of the presence of Hashem, who must and cause the rabbonu to turn his face from the world. Then when you mention the tzadik, it's called stirring up the memory of the tzadik. U maska ay say libraha min rashaym but when it's not speaking about rashaym he nay hashem al-rayyof the eye of hashem is on those who fear him tamid constantly layas sulakh maham his eye doesn't move from them wa shaykh biz we can't speak then of recollection um hay time ensa khaymar al-sadiq zikra zayl libraha rakshu maska ay say Says the Maral, that's the reason why we only say Talik Livracha when he is gone. She'zehu nikra She lev, The deceased are forgotten. And the the, the the paradigm of forgetfulness is forgetting one who's no longer here. Says the Maral. That's why we when we mention a Tzadik who's gone, we stir up with Zekir Tzadik Livracha. But when we're speaking about a Tzadik who is here, we don't need Zekher Tzadik Livracha. He's here. His impact is real, is present. With the Rabbi Nishaleim, however, and the Rabbi Nishaleim is speaking about the tzaddik, if it's the tzaddik in the time of when HaKadosh Baruch Hu's eyes on him, of course, the eye of Hashem is upon him constantly. But if it's a time of wickedness, a time of evil, a time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was basically mm-hmm. pulling himself outside of the world, so then Zecher tzaddik Livrocha is that reaffirmation or reinsertion, I should say, of HaKodesh Baruch Hu within the world. and I think the Maral is not only providing us with a beautiful, elegant explanation as to why we only say Zatzal when a person's gone, why over here specifically we say Zatzal because it was in the context of wickedness, the Imek, the depth of what the Maral is saying is this idea that we're starting here with Tzol Nayach is we're starting the world again. That there was a world from which HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Nicham, which he regretted, which he was stepping back from. And nayach was going to represent the way to bring Hashem back in, to reconnect to the world, which by and large he regretted. But Nayak was not regret. nayach was the optimism. nayach was the possibility. And that's what we're saying here when he says, the Zecher Tzadik LeVracha is the contrast. And that I think, you know, on some level you have to understand. The simplest thing in the world to understand here is that Nayach we're talking about him being a Tzadik, because we want to explain everything which is going to be coming, which is why is Noyach different than everybody else? at the end of Parshas sne'er we had a pussek that nayach motza chayn Hashem. Hashem. nayach found favor in the eyes of HaKadosh baruch Hu. but as we discussed last time there could be a certain arbitrariness to the idea of finding favor is it caused like what's it what's it built upon right here the Pasik says that nayach did things which made, which made him objectively a great person and therefore we can understand the chayn we can understand the favor by but Avram Avinu, the parsha starts. Hashem says to Avram, Lecholcha, and the Ramban's first question out of the box is, Why? Why him? Why Avram? Why does it speak about Avram? Why does Hashem promise Avram the world? Here we're given the full explanation as to why Hakadosh Baruch chose Naech. because he was a tzaddik, tamim Hayib the rest of Esau, Misalech Noach. As you know, we're not going to get the full explanation later. Later. We're going to say miktsas shavachai Bafana. We're only going to say a part of his worthiness, a part of his praise are going to be said in his presence. Go build a teva because you to me are a tzaddik in this generation. It's not as much as tzaddik, tamim, esvelik, imitzalich. It's much more narrow. We're giving here the full story. But that's, in a sense, I think the maral enriches the idea of haylvi, skiray, sipar we mention him, we have to bring him up and we have to bring him out because he is that sole ray of light, that sole point of connection between our Kodesh Baruch Hu and the world. Zecher Tzadik Livracha, he has to be brought into the picture. The world is off, so to speak, the Rav radar. It's not right, correct to say it exactly that way, but to some degree, Kodesh Baruch Hu has removed himself from the screen, from the presence in the, within the world, and this man is going to bring him back. Zechertzadeh Klibracha. So, I, I, if we have parallel between Noam and Abraham with the 10 generations and the 10 generations, Hashem Hashem or and both with this point of this tipping point mentioned, we see something similar with Abraham that Hashem was ready to. I guess, give up on the world, and then Avram showed up. Amir Tashem, um, we'll look at it more closely. We'll see how uh, the very last parsha before the story of Avram Avinu of is the story of the Dor Hafloga, the story of the generation of the dispersion. And there, you know, you have that context over there. But Amir Tashem will have to look at it a little bit more, a little bit more closely when we uh, when we move along. So that's the first comment which we have over here to this idea of Zecher Tzadik Livracha. Yes, it is a, an aside once we mention noyach, but it's an aside which is in a sense very not, very much not an aside, very much essential to what's happening over here. When we speak about noyach, noyach zooms us back in on the scene. On the presence of HaKodesh Baruch Baruchu, on Hashem's focus within the world. Without Nayach, there's abandonment. Nayach is, mm, there's Nayach. Nayach is the one. Ela, posal, as we read from the Medish, posal Sarishainim. We're zooming in on Nayach, and this is why. And that's why over here you need the Zecher Tzadik Livracha. When you mention somebody who's no longer here, you want to bring back their influence when it's not a present influence. Zecher Tzadik Livrocha. That's what's, that's what's, that's what's being done. That's the, the contrast. So that's one approach to this. There's another approach. And Rashi himself gives the other approach. And what's that? That Ikar de De'Seim Shel Tzadikim masim taivim. The main offspring of the righteous are their good deeds. That's what they produce. Now this is a very beautiful way of expressing it. Let's start, however, in other words, he's saying, it's not discontinuous. Nayach, these are the Taldas of Nayak. You know what the Taldas of Nayak were? His Tzidkus, his Tmimus. That's what he produced, that's what he put into the world. Now, that's a school of commentary that says that there's no distraction here. That Ela Taldas Nayak are Tzadik Tamim HaYebidei There's a more basic way of reading it. That way, and that's one which is found in the words of a number of Rishinim. So for example, the Radak writes, "Toldos Shekaruhu. The toldos are the things that happened to him, the events which he encountered. Ha-mabul, the achraf, with regard to the Mabul and afterwards. And he says, and I'll show you that, because there's partial Svayeshev. In the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev, what does it say? Yaakov lived in the land of Megure Yaviv, in the land of Canaan. <speaking in Hebrew> These are the us of Yaakov. And then what does it say? <speaking in Hebrew> Yosef at 17 years old was shepherding with his brothers, the sheep. He's a Zilpa So it starts telling you a whole story. It doesn't even come back to, to, to tell you the names of the children. So what's going on over there? So what's the story? The story is told us means the things which happened to him. Right? If there, there are a shelf full of books which are called told us blank told us Toldos Ilam told us Yisrael told us am Yisrael what are they they're history books Say told us are history books and not history books by going and saying Adam begat this one and this one begat that one and so on and so forth it's the happenings says Radak that's a simple meaning of the word told us. and he as others quote Apostle and Mishle to make this case and that is <laughs> the things which happen to us are the offsprings of days of time as it says <laughs> you don't know what will be born in this day What's that referring to it's not referring to who will be born on this day it's what will be born on this day every day has its tallise every day has what it brings into the world the events the happenings the changes are the toldday of the days so Ala told us, these are the tallais these are the things that happen in the life of Nayak now it doesn't say Eile told you may Nayak Right? that might have been less ambiguous. Okay, now I would like to note that if you look at Rashi and Parshas consistent with Rashi over here, neither Rashi works over there. Right? Why? Neither Par Rashi works because number one, you can't you can't say Zecher because there's no great brachas which are said over there. Right? The distraction is about Mechiras Yisef. There's no great brachas over there. That one doesn't work. The other one doesn't work either. Right? Oh, you should know, the main us of a person are his ma'isim taivim, are his good deeds. <laughs> doesn't list over there the good deeds of Yaakov Avinu. So you know what, what Rashi says over there. What does the Pesach say? Eilatolus Yaakov. Yaisef ben He says, you should know, the main child of Yaakov was Yaisef. Yaakov, <laughs> Period. Now, that's not the way the pasuk reads. The pasuk reads, But zero in on the fact that we're now going to be talking about Yosef. Because Yosef was the main child of Yaakov. And Rashi goes on to explain in what way he was the main child of Yaakov. But you see, his two pshatim that he has over here don't work over there. So he says, yeah, it's pshutai, it's simple pshat. The offspring of Yaakov was Yosef. But anybody else would read that pasuk and they would say, No. Ela told us Yaakov. Let me tell you the story of what unfolds in Yaakov, Vinu's life. If you look at it and you see that there, so you could say over here, Ela told us Naach. This is the story of what unfolds in Naach's naech, life. That's the that's the approach basically of the Radak. The Ibn Ezra, of course, who would be very similar normally on circumstances to Radak, says the same thing. The Sfornoi says the same uh, the same thing. The chiskuni says the same thing. In these ways, these are the Mefarshim that will uh, will be uh, common to, to all of this. The the Ramban rejects it. He quite quotes this chapter. Radak is from the school of commentary of. You know, he always references the commentary of Ibn Ezra. He's from the school of commentary of Radak. You know, different, but starting there. So he says, "Tamay kai He brings the pasuk and Mishlei, which Radak brought and which Ibn Ezra brought. And, and it's really speaking about the whole parsha. Eli told us, is not either." The nayach was a Tamav Tamayv deraisav. It's the events that we're going to be speaking about throughout parsha Nayach virtually. But ainai nachan beinai ki ain kai adam tal he says, you want to speak about the toldess Hayomim, the offspring of the days, but you said the toldess of Noach. So the Ramban doesn't like this. This is not the story the, the, the story of Noach. This is not the offspring of Noach, of events. This is what's happening around him. He says, it means what it sounds like, which is, it's telling you about his children. And it's going to tell you about his children. Ah! But then, but then, mm-hmm. why does it uh, does it um, diverge. diverge? Why does it diverge? Why does it say tamim haya"? So okay, so uh, I mean, na'ach going to be the reason, the the one who's going to be singled out. So. We need to give you a few words about noyach, and that again, as I mentioned to you, the Ramban asked this question at the beginning of Lech Lecha, Why doesn't he give you a first few words about Avram? So here he's happy that it's telling you. By the way, let me tell you a couple of words about noyach before we get back to the subject. He doesn't need to quote Zecher Tzadik Levracha. He just says, in the storyline, it is worth, it is worth uh, uh, you know, presenting it this way, that that's what uh, that that's what happens. So that's his thing. That's that school of thought. However, we have Rashi. And Rashi says that the main offspring of a person is their ma'isim ta'ivim, are their good deeds. And he says, as it says, and, excuse me, and this is also a quote from the, this is also found in the Medrash. And let me share with you what the Medrash says. And that is, quotes of pasuk, and the pasuk is, "Imru litzadik itayv, ki kipri malaleym yechelu." Speak of the tzadik that he is good. Mahein pe ma peyrosa, pri tzadik. I'm sorry, go a different pasuk. Mm-hmm. Go to a different pasuk. Pri tzadik the fruits of a tzadik is the tree of life. Ma'hein peyros of shol tzadik mitzvayim sumayis The peyros of a tzadik are his mitzvayim and his good deeds. And again, the Gemara, says, uh, also, the Gemara quotes a pasuk in, the, in, in a similar context and says, say of the tzaddik that he is good because the fruits of Malalayim, the fruits of their activities, their plans, yechilu, they get to, to eat. They get to enjoy. The first psalm, the tzaddik, right? Ashri Yorish, fortune is a person who doesn't follow the counsel of the wicked and so on and so forth. But rather, he will be like a tree which is planted al- by the river branches that gives its fruit in time and its leaves do not wither. Right? The actions of a person are the fruits that they produce in the world. I'm going to share with you, I'm going to remind you of something which I've said to you before. To me, this is like one of the greatest, greatest uh, Open your eyes, devrei short and sweet of all time. Whoa, what a dramatic, drastic statement! But this is really, really—it's unbelievable, because everybody's learned this Rashi, right? I mean, not—I shouldn't say everybody, I, Everybody learned this Rashi, but it's like this is a very famous Rashi, right? you know. At parshas you're still being magr sedra, at least the first Pusuk. you know. It's you know, it's right after Simchas Taira. you know. So everybody knows. Eilat told us and then it starts talking about life being a tzaddik. Oh, says Rashi, the main offspring of a person are their maizum taifa. So, you know, you know, I learned this Rashi for 40-something years, and then somebody, somewhere, I still don't remember where, I feel terrible. I don't remember because I think it's such an amazing, amazing insight. I saw someplace, in a safer, um, an uh, incredible lightning bolt. I said, hey, how fascinating that it teaches us about Nayach. You know why it's so fascinating? Because if you or I would ask ourselves, what was Nayach's main impact on the world? You'd have a very simple answer. Every human being on the face of the earth is a biological child of Nayach. Every one of us can speak about Zaydi Noach. And not just those of us who say Zaidi. Ramps, Noach. Right? Old man, Noach. Whatever you, wherever you're from, I don't know how you say grandfather in Chinese. <laughs> Every person in the world is an offspring of Noach. And it is about Noach that it says, Ikar Tol Daseyem, that the main offspring of Na'ach is not Sheim Chaman Yefes, the measly progenitors of the entirety of humanity. The main thing that Na'ach produced in the world was that he was a Tzaddik Tamim. Now that's unbelievable, right? You see, you take a cloudy film off of Rashi. You could read a Rashi for decades and not realize what he's saying. You realize the power of that statement. You know this Ikar told the same Shul Tzadikim. You might think would be something to say, Mm -hmm. as like a consolation prize. You know, the person didn't merit one way or the other to. You know, so here's a consolation prize. The main Toldes of Tzadikim. Are there my I think I've shared with <coughs> with with you before. The Chafetz Chaim <coughs> wrote a sefer called Shame Ilam. It's 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 a beautiful sefer, but the context of the sefer is Pashut is simply devastating. It is simply devastating. Where does the term Shem Oyla come from? <coughs> So you would recognize it, it actually uh, comes from a very famous verse, where a different part of the verse is extremely famous, one which many non-Jews know in the Hebrew. The Pesach says, (laughs) and I will grant them, in my house and within my walls, Yad Vashem, a hand and a name. And right? a hand means sort of like a, uh, a holding, a monument. You know, there's a place called Yad Avshalom. Yad Avshalom, the hand of Avshalom. It's a monument to Avshalom. It's not where he's buried. Right? So Yad, he'll be given a monument and a name. Right? So everybody knows Yad Vashem. Right? Non-Jews, many non-Jews will tell you about Yad Vashem. Right? Which is the Holocaust Memorial, Museum and, and Monument which is today in, in Eretz Yisrael, and And Alright? And then the next words in the Pesach are Shem an eternal name. I will grant it that will never be cut out. Okay? And you understand that was a, that's a monument, never forget, never again, etc. The pasuk is speaking about the Sarisim. It's speaking about those who are not able to have children of their own. And it says, don't worry. I will give them better than sons and daughters. I'll give them an eternal name that will not be destroyed. Better than sons and daughters. Consolation prize? Really better than sons and daughters? The Chafetz Chaim wrote a sefer called Shei What did he write it for? He wrote it because in the world in which he lived, many people, many, 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 many people, while they might have had children, their children were not at all continuing their way of life. And that's why the Chavs Chaim wrote the Sefer. He said, "I want to write for you something, to guide you, to do things. Just type me, Bonimubripanis. <clears throat> Greater impact in the world than Bonny, Mubre, So What's the safer about? You know, could you, it will really be harder for me to find out? Could you pass me that kumish, please?" So what it's about, thank you, thank you, is what it's about, is the things are, uh, excuse my conjugation here, but it addresses those things that are listed in that nevuah that we read as part of as part of the haftarah of every. Hanes of every public fasting, we read that and What does it say? <laughs> um. Okay. Somebody have a sitter, please. Very much Hashem, <laughs> To the Sarisim who guard my Shabbos, uva harubasher chafotzi, and choose in that which I desire, umachzikim bebrisi, and uphold my covenant. And so he writes it from what I remember about Kashmir Shabbos and Talmud Torah. Machzikim Bibrisi is the is Talmud Torah. So he says regarding them who do those things, I will give them an everlasting place in my world, greater than sons and daughters. So he wrote Chizuk for Shmirah Shabbos and Chizuk for Talmud Torah as being the, the, the ideal. Tai Mi, mi Now again, when we say Tai Mi, mi we're in the world of making people feel good. So a person doesn't have something which would be seen as an objective good. So we say, oh, don't worry. You have this. This is better. We say it and we don't really mean it the Navi doesn't say things that he doesn't really mean. He says, (laughs) And when it says, (laughs) And says, Rashi The reason why it says it is because it was more important than his taldes. It's because it was more important than his taldes. It was more ikar, more fundamental than his taldes. The fact that he produced good in the world was more than the fact that he produced children in the world somebody else might have come along HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have made Nayach childless and somehow found a way to bring in someone else like who knows create a new person out of the dust of the earth, Hashem wouldn't have done that but he could have done that but you have to understand that the way Nayach, the main thing that Nayach did in the world was that he was the bastion of goodness in the world. And that's what kept the world going. Of course you need biological children to fill it. But what Nech really produced in the world was, he produced the countermeasure of goodness, which is the ikar tolda, the main product which every person can produce within the world. Shabbos, Torah, whatever. Good things, maisim toivim. You have to. Re- you have no idea what that creates. I think that this Rashi, without putting people in uncomfortable positions, this concept which this Rashi teaches us, this concept which this pasuk says outright, mm-hmm. needs to be appreciated. It needs to be cultural. It needs to be part of our cultural language. Not chas in a way that in any sense would have people not consider significant their their offspring, neglect their dedication to their offspring, trying you know, educating their offspring and trying to raise them in the proper way. But to help people to understand that the main thing that we're going to be able to do in the world, the main thing that we add to the world are Niceim taivim. Not family trees. Not buildings. There's an ecosystem of the world that is completely, <coughs> completely dependent, changed, altered by the deeds which people do. Ruf Chaim Volozhne wrote a sefer called the Nefesh Achai. It's nice, you know, if your name is Chaim, it's great to write a Sefer called Nefesh HaChaim, right? The soul of Chaim. However, it's much more than that. Nefesh HaChaim is on the first page of the Nefesh HaChaim, not the introduction where he said, I call the name of the Sefer Nefesh HaChaim because my name is Chaim and Nefesh is Gematria 430. No. What is the role of man within the world? What is the capacity of man within the world? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. What does the image of God mean? <clears throat> now, Baruch Hashem, many of you have been around this table for many chapters of Bereshus, and obviously when we learned Peric Aleph of Boratius, and we had that Hussuk. And when we learned Peric Bez of Boratius, where we spoke more about the uniqueness of man and God breathing into him a breath of life, but certainly in Peric Aleph, where we spoke about the image of God, we talked about many aspects of the image of God. A has a soul, spirit, which is godly, it's spiritual, like the Rabbani Shalom. A person has uh, free choice. He's not just a, a, a product of Hashem's creation. He's in a certain sense like Hashem, having independent capacity to be able to do things. A human being has intelligence. There are all kinds of things which we can attribute, but one of the things which we did was we shared what Rav Chaim Voloshner says. says. What Rav Chaim Voloshner says is the simplest, which is that a human being, like God, is the master of the universe is the ribaynei shalaylam. A human being is the ribaynei shaloylam, is the master of the universe, the creator and director of the whole world. Now that too can be understood by people in a very simple way. And again, you read the Pasuk. Urdu I'll make you, Urdu you'll control everything. Human beings have intelligence, technological ability, we get to master the world. We get to master the world. We do things. We change things. That's not what Rechaim Belozner spoke about. Rechaim Belozner spoke about was that he said that the Pasuk says in Perek Beis that he blew into him a breath of life v'ahii le nefesh chaya and man became a nefesh chaya. What does that mean by le nefesh Chaya? Animals are called Nefesh Chaya. Living souls. Right? Everybody knows what's unique about a man being Nefesh Chaya. So we have the Targum. You know, Nefesh Chaya means a speaking being. Ruach Mamala that he tramp. But that's not what it says. It says nefesh Chaya. You can translate it differently because it's a human soul. But, so he says, and that's, built to some degree on the Ramban, it doesn't just say, nefesh chaya, that he was a living soul. It says, chaya, which he translates not just meaning he was transformed into a Nefesh Chaya, but, but he became the Nefesh Chaya of the universe. He became the living soul of everything around. Him. And man became the determinant of what the world would be about. When the generation of Neyach destroyed the world, it wasn't because they had so many uncontrolled emissions that it caused the water levels of the oceans to rise and therefore the world got flooded. Well, that's a way a person could potentially destroy the world. I'm not saying it in a belittling way, but that's not the way they did it. The waters didn't rise because everybody in Neyach's time drove SUVs. The waters rose because of all that horrible stuff that we read about. Of the fact that they took every woman that was attractive to them, disregarding her wishes, disregarding her, for, for her relationships. The fact that they harmed each other. That's what caused the waters to rise. That's what caused the rays to come down from heaven. How does that cause rains to come down from the heaven? Because you don't understand, you're the breathing soul of the world. Everything you do has an incredible impact on the world. But one second, I was sitting privately doing this. Nobody even saw me. It doesn't matter. Everything you do has an critical impact on the world. This is not just feel good. This is reality. And it's a reality which belongs to be taught at the beginning of Parshas Nayach. The Ikar told us of nayach where is Masim Tevin? Just like the ikar actions of the generation which preceded him were their maisim royim. Because through those maisim roem they brought a destruction of the world. No, not by carbon footprint, but by terrible actions, by immoral footprint. That was what they did. That was their impact on the world. And when a person does good things, it has a huge impact on the world. A person could have dozens of children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren or they could have none. They could still, will still, make a huge impact on the world by the choices that they make themselves. It's a bigger impact than the children that they have. That's the story of the Mabel. And that's the story of Nayakim. Taib mi bonimu mi bonais is not a consolation prize. Taib mi mi is huge. And, you know, we have to, I think imamish has to be part of our cultural language. Because, you know, bonimu bonais requires a series of brachas to come to the to a person that are beyond their control. Not everybody who wants to get married can get married. Not everybody who gets married and wants to have children is able to have children. Not everybody who's able to have children is able to necessarily chart the course of those children to make sure that they're going to be just exactly perfect and do exactly what what, what they would have wanted. I imagine that's not news to everybody. But everybody mm-hmm. has the ability to make their own personal choices. You don't need somebody to agree for you to do a good deed. You don't need uh, the biology to work out in order for you to do a good deed. You don't need the, you know, the perfect chinuch or the perfect chromosomes you know, that, that are passed on to the next generation or whatever else it is in order for you to do a good deed. That's completely and totally in our hands. And here, the Navi and the Chazal are teaching us that that's where the action is. That's where the impact is. Imagine. Imagine if the front covers of our Jewish magazines were covered, were. were were featuring cover stories about the maisim Taivim crisis. Right? Not the Shilich crisis. Not the fertility issues. And not the children at risk. But the maisim Taivim crisis. Every one of those issues is a big issue. Of course. And every one of those issues deserves seriousness and attention. But sometimes when we focus on that piece of the crisis, that crisis, it's like we're saying, what can we do? We're like sort of, to some degree, paralyzed. And we're focused away from a great sense of where the action is. And besides demoralizing people, Who are so to speak experiencing that piece of the crisis, by you know, and so by by not focusing on you know so to speak like where the action is, and be instead of declaring it a crisis, speaking about you know solutions. You know, and and positive things and and help, but big, big, big more than anything else. There's so much Mm -hmm. to do. the The real, the real action, the real creation, where it is. You know, it's a. Uh... Isn't that a different Rashi? No? I don't know. I wish I knew and remembered who first just made that note. was the father of all humanity, and you're saying the main thing that he created was his Maishim Taivim. That's the place to teach it. It's unbelievable. Person, I don't know who 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 said. I don't remember anymore. But it's a Barak, what a lightning bolt! The, uh, the opinion which Rashi then also brings over. He says that there are those who are Dorsing the sleeping eye. Is that a steerage What we're saying right now? No. In other words. I don't think it's a steer. The Darsham Lignai is uh, something we'll have to discuss in Yer that's a further discussion in this Pasuk. No, nobody says that Nayak was a bad person. It's impossible. He's called a Tzadik and a there's a qualification. Okay. So the Darsham Lignai is 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 not saying Nayak was bad. Darsham Lignai is saying that Bidai Raisov is not highlighting a strength of Nayach, it's highlighting a challenge of Nayach. Yeah? If you would go and look for a, 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 you know objective accomplishment, Nayak may not have been on the top of objective accomplishment. On the top of subjective accomplishment, he would be. You know, but it's not objective accomplishment. You know? person there was a person a hero of russian Jewry, who maintained talmud torah in his life and in his family's life and when he came out of russia he brought his child he came to Israel and he brought his son to the mir yeshiva for a bechina to see if they would take him in and he was very apologetic that his child only knew up through nazikin tomorrow because nebuchadnezzar they were behind the iron curtain like how much could he teach him already Right? only of course to discover that he knew a lot more than almost anybody else in the free world you know who was who was applying for the same spots right but you know i don't know how he knew it and i would imagine that there were many, many, that there were many, many, many talmidim in the yeshiva who were way, way, way beyond, beyond him, even if they hadn't covered as much ground, but they learned with depth and shiurim day and night and so on and so forth. But he was a ta- he was a talmud chacham b'day Raisav, He was a talmud chacham b'makaymey. So on the objective scale, where was he? I don't know. And that could be lignai for a fellow who came out of Russia, he was unbelievable. That's Darshim Lignai. You understand? We'll talk about it more in Mir Tzachem. Tarsham Lignay doesn't mean, eh, he's not so great. And you say, for a fellow who came out of Russia, he was unbelievable. That's saying, he wasn't objectively unbelievable. For a fellow who came out of Russia, he was unbelievable. Okay, Mir Tzachem, that's fine. Today, That's for a different day.